This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. What a difference a month makes in terms of how celebrations are looking given the new CDC guideline that people can go without masks in public places and at events if they've been fully vaccinated. My family's working toward that goal and we know quite a few people as many of us do who have been vaccinated against the coronavirus and are shedding their masks and returning to life as normal. As recently as the 1st of April, this wasn't the case when I was planning a birthday party for my older son, when outdoor gatherings were still sort of the rule of thumb and single-serve food items definitely the way to go. He had cupcakes for his birthday, so each kid could just take one, no communal cake, passing plates back and forth, which worked great at a kid's birthday party because kids, of course, love cupcakes, particularly if they're topped with a favorite character, or in this case, dinosaurs licensed from Jurassic Park were his choice. For my younger son's birthday coming up this week, we can feel more relaxed things can return to normal a little bit now to the extent that we can have a regular birthday cake. Now, I'll be the first to confess, I'm a pretty ambivalent baker, specifically of cakes, and I definitely don't like to mess around with layers and piping frosting. So the honor of preparing the birthday cake has fallen to my kid's grandmother, who has developed an interest in this particular form of baking over the past few years, and has done amazing jobs on their birthday cakes, for which I've been so grateful. But sometimes I have to step up to the plate. I have to make something happen. I'm not above boxed cake. (laughs) And certainly a sheet cake takes a lot of the work out of layering and frosting and decorating. I posted a chocolate sheet cake to my blog last year for my younger son's birthday. He's not the chocoholic that his older brother is, not quite that much. And he's pretty open to a variety of flavors. And I kind of think that the idea of this candy bar sheet cake posted to my blog on May 24th under the headline candy cake cause for celebration would sort of be right up his alley and pique his interest. He likes things that are a little clever, food that suggests something else using food in unusual ways, even at the age of six. This particular cake offers a lot for a wide variety of diners. It's a white cake with a butterscotch sauce and then using classic candy bars as a crunchy topping on top of this fluffy cake that's infused with this sauce. It was originally published by the Los Angeles Times and the recipe is called Candy Bar Sheet Cake. This is one you could consider for your Memorial Day bash as well. You want to keep it cold before serving though because it's topped with whipped cream, which I actually think is great. I don't like frosting generally as a rule. It's just a little too thick and dense and 
sort of sticks on the palette. I much prefer whipped cream, but it's just kind of offbeat enough, kind of a conversation starter. I think it would be fun at an event beyond a birthday party. And I'm going to give the recipe now in this podcast for candy bar sheet cake. You'll need some nonstick baking spray for preparing a nine by 13 by two and a half inch metal baking pan. That's what you're going to need for this cake. The cake itself calls for two cups all-purpose flour, a quarter cup dry milk powder, three tablespoons cornstarch, one tablespoon baking powder, one teaspoon fine sea salt, two cups granulated sugar, one cup whole milk, a half cup vegetable oil, a tablespoon pure vanilla extract, and five large egg whites. You're going to need other ingredients for the butterscotch sauce as well as the topping. You'll need one cup packed light brown sugar, a half cup whole milk, four tablespoons unsalted butter, a quarter teaspoon fine sea salt, two third cups sweetened condensed milk, a tablespoon of pure vanilla extract, and a cup of chilled heavy cream. And then you're going to choose some of those classic candy bars, your preference. Butterfinger or Heath are recommended here. Two that are two. 0.1 ounces each. That's a sort of strange number. That's how they're packaged. And those are roughly chopped. Start candy bar sheet cake by preheating the oven to 325 degrees. And again, as I mentioned, with the baking spray, grease that nine by 13 by two and a half inch metal baking pan. In a large bowl, whisk together the two cups all-purpose flour, the quarter cup dry milk powder, the three tablespoons cornstarch, the tablespoon baking powder, and the teaspoon fine sea salt. In a medium bowl, whisk together the two cups granulated sugar, the one cup whole milk, the half cup vegetable oil, the one tablespoon pure vanilla extract, and the five large egg whites until smooth. Pour the liquid ingredients over the dry ingredients and whisk until just combined. And then pour the batter into the prepared pan and smooth the top. Bake in that preheated 325 degree oven until it's pale golden brown on top and a toothpick inserted in the center of the cake comes out clean. And that'll take about 40 minutes. While the cakes in the oven make the butterscotch sauce, and this is really straightforward and has such a much better flavor than store-bought butterscotch sauces, which just have artificial ingredients, certainly sort of that processed, overly sweet flavor without that like caramelized butter that really distinguishes this when it's homemade. So combine in a small saucepan the one cup packed light brown sugar, the half cup whole milk, the four tablespoons unsalted butter, and the quarter teaspoon fine sea salt. Melt that over low heat, then increase the heat to medium and cook, stirring often until the sauce thickens, and that'll take about eight minutes. Remove the saucepan from the heat and stir in the two-third cup sweetened condensed milk as well as the one tablespoon pure vanilla extract. Pour the sauce into a bowl and let cool to room temperature or refrigerate it until it's no longer warm. So you're gonna infuse the cake with this butterscotch sauce and that's done by poking holes into the cake and pouring the sauce down into the holes to penetrate. So remove the cake from the oven and transfer to a wire rack. Let it cool for 20 minutes. 
and then use a half inch wide wooden dowel. Most people find just the handle of a wooden spoon is nearby and easily (laughs) employed. Gently poke holes three quarters of the way down the cake. You don't want to go all the way to the bottom and space them about an inch apart and then pour the butterscotch sauce all over the cake, trying to get most of it into the holes to, to soak through. In a large bowl, whisk the one cup chilled heavy cream with a hand mixer, preferably is the easiest way to do this, until stiff peaks form. Scrape the whipped cream onto the cooled cake and use a small offset spatula or table knife to spread it evenly over the top. And then take those two candy bars, the Butterfinger or the Heath that have been roughly chopped and sprinkle those shards all over the cake. Chill in the refrigerator for an hour before serving from the pan. So the cooled cake can be wrapped in plastic wrap and kept at room temperature for up to two days if you want to make this ahead of your party or gathering. The butterscotch sauce can be refrigerated for up to five days. So you can reheat the sauce before stirring again and using it. That's another make-ahead strategy. The completely assembled cake can be refrigerated for up to one day. And that makes 12 to 16 servings of candy bar sheet cake posted to my blog May 24th, which is my younger son's birthday, under the headline, Candy Cake, Cause for Celebration. You'll see a photo of that recipe originally prepared by the Los Angeles Times, sort of pique your interest, this unusual, just kind of outside the box dessert a little bit for your celebrations and summer gatherings. On my blog, The Whole Dish at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.